Welcome back to Human to Human. It is your host, Jessica McDonald, and I really hope I can get this recording done while my parents are still out of the house because I have had the house by myself all day long today. I've had the house to myself all day long today, and that is a rare occurrence when you live with your parents, especially in winter. Uh, But who knows? Maybe I won't be living with my parents for long. I say that, and I really, well, we'll see. I'm trying to move out. Anywho... It is almost Valentine's Day. I have not owned a red, like a red, red, like a, like a red t-shirt since yesterday. I went shopping at a thrift store and now I'm wearing a red t-shirt. And also you'll see that because my parents are gone, I am recording in a better background than my blue fucking bedroom. Anyway, not that it matters. I am here to talk about long-term relationships today, serious relationships today. Valentine's Day is coming up very, very soon now. I'll give you a little tips and tricks to have a little fun Valentine's Day if you're in a long-term relationship. And if you're not, have your Valentine's Day. Treat yourself. It's just a day. It really doesn't matter. Just like like have fun looking at all the couples that you didn't know existed come out on Instagram because that's how I know what happened last year. Um, And live your best life because if you're single, you are awesome. And if you have been in long-term relationships before, I hope this episode kind of like resonates or teaches you something new. I am a relationship bitch. If you've listened to any of my last episodes in the last two weeks about dating, you will know this. And I think What I'm really going to share in this episode is things I've learned, things that are working really well for my relationship right now because I have been dating this guy for eight months and it is the most successful and positive and healthy and empowering relationship I've ever been in. So I feel like I'm just really excited to make this episode and kind of share the different things that I've learned that have made it work well for us. And not to like toot my own horn, (laughs) but um, I think overall too, this is about staying true to yourself in a relationship and learning how to communicate openly and honestly and like fight, learning how to fight because you're going to fight. It's inevitable. And I think there is a certain way that you can fight and argue in a way that's healthy. Um, and I think it looks different for everybody because everybody is so different. So take everything I say with a grain of salt, of course, and I hope you enjoy this episode. So as soon as I said, like learning how to fight and learning how to argue, my boyfriend and I recently, like, it's hard for me to even call our like arguments or our fights, arguments or fights, because really I find we're very open and understanding with one another and we the biggest thing I think that's challenging when you've been in a long-term relationship is is not getting defensive during fights and in general with friends it's very very easy to get defensive in relationships and friendships and family situations too it's just like a natural human instinct because of our egos but I think when you take that away and instead of immediately responding when someone says something about you that you didn't like or immediately reacting It's, it helps so much when you pause and you take a moment and you remember that if you are fighting with your significant other, they are saying things because they're feeling hurt or they're not feeling heard or seen and they're not, hopefully they're not having negative, like, 
malintentions with you. Hopefully they're not trying to like attack you because if you're dating, they love you and they care about you. And of course, I'm not talking about like abusive relationships. That is a whole other category. And that is something that is important to talk to a professional and talk to a therapist about and confide in the people you know you can trust about that um, because that is a much deeper thing than having daily argue like arguments about day-to-day life or having arguments about you know something you haven't communicated about before having arguments about sex even or having arguments about you know normal things normal people disagree and that's just a part of life so that's what I want to cover here and so the biggest most helpful thing for me is sitting back and like remembering this person isn't trying to hurt me. This person loves me so much. And recently I had an argument argument with my boyfriend where I brought something up that I hadn't brought up, but I had thought about before. And I actually hadn't brought it up in the past because I didn't want to hurt him. But you should never hold back from bringing something up that feels very like important to you inside your body because you need to honor yourself and you need to honor how you feel and communicating that with your partner is the best way to help your relationship grow, help you guys get to know each other better and really um, just get on this common ground, get to a common understanding and just to really trust each other. Something that's really helped me is saying like, this is something I don't want to hurt you. I'm going to tell you something and it's how I feel, but like, I feel really awkward about sharing this, so I really just, I don't want it to come across in a negative, hateful way because that's not how I'm trying to to go about it. And this recent, like, argument my boyfriend and I had, I, like, realized in the moment, I'm like, oh my god, the way we are, quote-unquote, fighting is, like, I'm crying and I'm upset and, like, I can't, like, figure out what I'm feeling and I just know I'm so hurt. And then, like, at one point, I feel like in a fight, you kind of end up stop crying And then he starts crying and we kind of just like take turns crying. And this is what I actually learned with my relationship with my brother because I had a huge fight with him last year um, is when you're yelling at someone, when you're defensive, when you're coming across as like accusing them of something, anger just meets anger and that's not good. But mad, I've said it before, mad is sad's bodyguard. So if you are angry I genuinely think there's some part of you that is just sad and hurt and just struggling. And when you meet your partner with tears rather than anger and yelling, so much more can come out of that and so much more productive things can come out of that again. Because you're talking how you really feel, you're being vulnerable, and it makes a space where hopefully they can do the same. And I think it also takes a long time to kind of learn how you can properly argue or fight with one another because everyone's so different and everyone's upbringing is so different and I think your scars from the past come into your current relationship and they get amplified. I think the longer you're together, the more they become amplified because I have to actually remind myself, oh, this man I'm with, is not my ex. He's not going to do the same things that my ex did. He's not going to react the same ways that my ex did. And I have to let him surprise me with his reaction because I've never experienced something very serious where there was so much love and trust and non-jealousy that I need to remember 
I'm scared to tell him about this thing or I'm even scared to tell him hanging out with a guy friend, something so simple like that. But if you have been like me and have been in kind of those kind of relationships, I love you and I'm here for you and please go to therapy and do all the things to heal that. And when you're with someone who isn't like that, your instinct is to think that they will be like that, I think, because that's all you know. So you can't get angry with yourself by the way you react in in a current relationship when you love them and it's healthy and it's not toxic. Because if it's based on the, like, it might be based on the past. Truly, it might. And something that I'm so fucking grateful for is that, like, my boyfriend and I have been opening up the communication lines about that more and more of, like, this is something I experienced in my past and I think this is this might connect to how I'm reacting right now or maybe just sharing something from your past. They can see it more than you can. And something that I hated so much in my previous relationships, both in grade nine and my grade, you know, I had a short-term relationship in grade nine and then I had like a grade 10 to grade 12 relationship. And in both of those, I felt like I could never even acknowledge that I was ever interested in someone before them because there was this this layer of insecurity and jealousy that was really, really challenging. And now with my current man, I'm like, oh my God, I can tell you about scars from my past. I can tell you details of relationships in my past. And of course, there's a line. There's always a line. I I personally will not share with my current man how many people I've slept with or, you know, intimate details of my sex life if I don't, you know, there's no reason for me to. Um, and I'm, I'm lucky that there's no reason for me to because again, like, if you're someone who suffered from sexual abuse or violence, I think that is something that, again, therapy, please. Um you choose how much you want to share. And oh yeah, like, oh my gosh, I think something that's, where was I going with this? But allowing to share some of your scars and have them kind of understand what you've been through can help. And no matter how much self-work or you know, thinking about it, we've done about different things we've experienced, we're in, we're in a new situation and our body is gonna try to protect us in all aspects. Think about way beyond romantic relationships. If your body feels threatened that you're in a situation that's uncomfortable, that could possibly end the way something did in your past that led you to feeling very hurt, your body's gonna try and protect you. So whether you're overcompensating, you're using coping mechanisms from your past, that is normal, that is okay, and opening up the lines of communication with your long-term partner is so fucking important because they can just hold that space with you. This is something I struggle with personally is like when people I'm close with, they tell me what their struggles are, what they're experiencing. I think it's a normal human thing. I have an instinct to fix it for them and try and change it for them because I hate seeing the people I love in pain. But I have to repeat this to myself and I hope you take this away too is it is not my job to fix somebody else. It is not my job to change someone else and it is not my job to heal somebody else. What I actually want to do is hold space with them. Help them, you know, just 
have a place where they can talk about their scars and their traumas. And that's what's 10 times more important. I have communicated things that I was feeling to my boyfriend. Even like a month ago, I was like, I hate living with my parents. I want to move out. Like, this just sucks, blah, 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 blah. And he immediately went to the positives and was like, but like, this is a good thing about living with your parents. And this is a good thing. And I was like, listen, I love you so much. I will be able to get to a point where I can talk about the positives, but I just need to just like sit in the suck. Can we just like sit in how much this sucks right now and not immediately jump to like, oh, here are all the the good things though. Because it's so natural to just feel your feelings. You need to feel your feelings. When you feel like shit, you need to vocalize that. And something too that's important is no matter how much time has gone by since maybe your partner did something that upset you, if it's still in you and still something that resurfaced, maybe when you're falling asleep at night, you are allowed to still bring that up. And in fights with a significant other, you have to sit through the fucking discomfort. And I sit and I remind myself, we're going to come out of it. We're going to come out of it. Somehow, I know we're going to come out of this fight and the other end of it, hugging and kissing and, and just telling each other we love each other so much. And, and I feel safe and I feel better. And like, we somehow came to a conclusion. And at points during a fight, it genuinely will not feel like you will ever figure it out. But I'm here to tell you, you will. You will. And if it's a fight that's so detrimental and you feel like you'll never figure it out, maybe that fight ends up being the reason you leave a relationship. And that's okay. And it's okay if it takes you time. And the thing here is too, with significant others, you don't fight typically about different things every month or every week or every day. It's the same core insecurities and traumas and fears and beliefs and opinions that are coming up and probably just sometimes looking different and seeming different. But at the core, it's, it's, it's something you experienced in your past or it's a, it's a fear you have that they're going to cheat on you or leave them. And I think if you notice that in yourself and that's something you are bringing up again and again in fights, that is something you need to work through. I love, someone said this and I don't remember who the fuck did, but in a long-term serious relationship, there's three entities. You are your own individual human being. Your partner is their own individual human being. You existed fully before you met each other. You exist together separately. And if you break up one day, you will still be independent human beings. So there's you, there's your partner, and then there's this other entity, which is your relationship. And the two of you, when you come together. And I hate, like, this is what I experienced in high school, and it was so fucking crazy because I was like 17, 16, like, years old, where I just felt like the only thing we, we talked about ourselves, like we were an us all the time. And that's not healthy. You need to go out with your girls. You need to go get drunk or get high or be sober and just chit chat with your girls and have the best time or your guy friends. I want your boyfriend to like that you have guy friends because this is the thing. It actually might be a little bit of a red flag if you're dating someone like let's say for me, I'm a woman, I'm dating a man and he has no friends that are girls. Even if they're acquaintances, no acquaintances that are girls. It's like, well, you never really have a perspective then that's not another female. You know what I mean? Like, and trust me, I don't want my boyfriend to be like absolute fucking besties with someone. And if he is, I would love to meet her and get to know her and know it's platonic and all of that. Um, 
I think I should do a whole separate episode on jealousy now that I'm thinking about this because that's just like a whole other fucking category because I think there's a certain level of totally normal jealousy and then I have had an extreme level of jealousy like ruin a relationship for me. Stay tuned, bitches. (laughs) I always go on these tangents and then I like totally lose my train of thought of like, where was I going? You're your own entity. That's it. You're your own separate entity and I experienced something so great this week where I went and I visited my boyfriend for like three days at his university and we hung out the whole time and it was amazing and I knew too when I got home I was like oh I need this me time. I need this me time like there's no other because I spent three and a half days totally with him the entire time and same with him and he was like oh my god when you left I was exhausted like I don't I was being so lazy quote-unquote lazy and I was like I was in your space. It doesn't matter. It's your girlfriend that you love. A human being was in your space for multiple days on end. That is tiring no matter what, because we're not living in the same space. We're not sleeping in the same bed every single day. We don't share our entire apartment or anything like that. Like he has his life and I have my life. I have where I live. He has where he lives. So it is tiring when you spend a really long time with someone. So having that me time is so good. Having the time with your friends and your family without any communication with them, like spend a couple hours, really immerse yourself where you are, be present in the moment. Don't text, don't go on your phone, don't call them in between, just be there. Because it's so amazing when you end up living a lot of your own life for a couple hours or a day or a couple days, whatever kind of relationship you're in and how much you communicate and what's good for you guys. When you have that your that you time, Coming back and then talking to your partner is so fun. You're like, I have all these things to tell you and this is how I felt. And then he's like, oh my God, you didn't even tell me about that class, that new class. How was that? And you're like, oh my God, you didn't even tell me about that party you went to. Tell me how was that? And if you're texting 24-7, you will not get that. You won't. And you know what? It makes you want to fucking strangle someone because it's so like you're gonna lose the fun. You're gonna lose the spark. And I want to say too, is that the honeymoon phase is so fucking fun. Like so fucking fun. When I like, I like, and and when you're in a long-term relationship, you start to get a bit bored. You do. That's normal. That's okay. And there's nothing wrong with it. Because sometimes I think back to that talking stage and I've had moments where I'm like, oh, like I miss our honeymoon phase. And I'm like, I could never live in that. I, I not I could never, but I would I wouldn't want to go back to that. I know my boyfriend so much more on such a deeper level level now than I did three months in, and it was so tiring three months in. If you think about like the beginning of like when you started seeing your your now person, it's like oh my god, I'd like sweat before our date. I'd get so nervous. I wouldn't know what to say. I was so scared. Like or like I was just like so like ah what's gonna happen and like sleeping together it was so unknown and like I love that time of our relationship but now it's like this is a steady love it is a consistent love and it is a much 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 deeper form of love and so I've been with my partner for like the not it's so funny we were laughing the other night about like why does it feel like we need to like like be like well we just celebrated eight months but so we're in the ninth month because it like it weirdly feels like your relationship is like more valid the longer you've been in it which is bullshit I dated someone for two years over two years like two years and a couple months and I should have broken up with him by the year mark so length of being together doesn't mean your relationship is more or less legitimate but I have to say like it we're we're we've been dating for eight months and now 
I am getting to know him on such a deeper level than I knew two months, than I knew a month ago, than I knew, especially in the two month stage. But like traumas are still coming out. Deep feelings are still coming out. And this is something that I really, really want to emphasize. You'll never stop getting to know someone. You're never going to know someone 100% fully because we're always changing. We're always growing. We're always evolving. And it's like being in a long-term serious relationship, you must be able to change together and grow together and have them love and appreciate the, the, the decisions you're making in your life. I have cut out dairy and I do gluten-free like sometimes, like 50% of the time I would say. And my boyfriend is so supportive of that. And yes, he'll make his cracks here and there about how shitty dairy-free cheese tastes. I mean, if you have tasted dairy-free cheese, I don't think it's that bad. I've gotten used to it. I think I've just convinced myself it's not that bad. But he has supported me through all the, that, if that's just one example, but he's supported me in that change. And that's, I'm so grateful for that because you can't, I remember my fucking ex used to be like, well, things don't feel like we're at the beginning anymore. And like, you've changed so much since the beginning of our relationship. And it's like, good, good. I should, I should change since the beginning of our relationship. Can you imagine? I'm 18 years old now. I don't want to be the same 15 year old I was when we first started dating, but that was so toxic that he rejected and just like, was so hesitant and resisting the, the the evolving version I was becoming. I love this episode so much. This is so fun. And going back to how it gets boring, it does. It totally does. I mean, my parents have been together for like 30 years at this point, and of course it gets boring. But I think there's ways to keep it fun, keep it fresh, keep it funky, keep you guys just also learning more about each other. And so one of the things that I'm really loving is my boyfriend and I will play like fun question games. I have like a few different card games. One of them, my ex, my brother's ex-girlfriend got me, like love her so much. I hope like, I mean, if she's listening, I love you. I'm sending you all my positive vibes. She's an incredible human. And I know she, she was so, and probably she's still like, I haven't obviously talked to her, but she's just so supportive of the podcast. Um, so if she's listening, girl, I use that game that you got me all the time. Thank you so much on the off chance. I mean, hopefully she is. Um, but so this game is called, it's called, it's spelled H Y G M E. It's like Heim or something. It's like a word that's not in English. I've used that game a lot. My brother got me chill and convoke for Christmas. It's so great to just like bring that up. And I was so nervous, I think, to bring it up with my boyfriend for the first time, but we were hanging out at his university. And when you hang out for multiple days on a r- in a row too, and you're sleeping over and all that stuff, it can get um, like hard to keep it fresh and have a good time when like you're just always seeing the human. So one time I was like, I brought this game. Like, I don't know if you want to play it, but like we can play it if you want to play it. And we did. And we had such a good time. And now he always brings it up and be like, let's play the game. And it just sparks new conversations that you wouldn't think to bring up with your partner already. You know what I mean? Like it sparks like a new topic you never explored, like, where do you see yourself in 20, okay, that's boring, or, like, what do you think happens when we die, or, you know, stuff like that, um, and I think that's a great way to still, like, kind of venture to new topics you've never discussed before. Other ways to keep it funky, fresh, and fun, I, it's so funny, so I had a moment where, oh, this is, like, the coolest thing ever, (laughs) it's actually, like, not, I mean, I think a lot of women have experienced this, or, like, men too, but, um, I have hung out with like when he's back in Toronto um, and living closer to me over the Christmas break. I was hanging out at one of my friend's houses downtown 
And he was like, let me know if you want to ride home. And I was like, oh my God, please. And like her and I were drinking, so I like wasn't driving. So he picks me up, but I wore, when I go downtown, I'm the type of bitch who like always has a bag on me, always has a change of clothes type of thing. I'm a sweaty gal. What can I say? I like to be clean. I like to be like, you know, fresh, funky fresh. Um, so I wore leggings to her house, changed into sweats because it was like a chill sweats vibe. And my boyfriend was picking me up and I was wearing sweats and I'm like, oh my God, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me quickly change. Quickly took the sweats off, put my leggings on and like my friend was like why what the hell you've been dating for like a like a while now and I'm like dude he's obsessed with me in leggings if I have the option to wear leggings around him why why would I not and don't get me wrong like we have our sweatpant night I don't wear makeup around him sometimes of course like especially if we're just hanging out and like if we're going out I'm like fuck you I'm wearing jeans I'm not wearing leggings um but I'm like I have this opportunity to like wear sweats or leggings and I haven't seen him in a few days of course I'm gonna put my leggings on over my sweats because he'll be like ah so hot and I think those small gestures you don't need to look good all the time you absolutely should not look good all the time around your long-term partner but those special moments when you get dressed up or put on something different put a dress on if you're going on a date or you know do your hair differently or something like that it just keeps it fun because they're like oh my god you look so hot you look so good and bringing this back to valentine's day get something kind of spicy as a gift like if you've kind of like done the if you've this is my first valentine's day with him so i'm excited but if you've like done the chocolate the flowers all that stuff like maybe get some lingerie maybe like maybe get some kind of like fun getaway for you guys maybe if you're trying to like do it on a budget what am i trying to say if you want to do it on a budget like make something for them or like find something at home that you can like incorporate in your sex life. Like I think Valentine's Day is also a very good opportunity to like make it sexy. And why not? Something that was so cool is that I never experienced until I was dating this guy is he uses the word sexy so much and it, it just makes me feel like such an empowered woman. And I feel like our goal with our serious relationship is to feel empowered, is to feel sexy, is to enjoy being around that person. And of course, have that safe space where they're the person who sees, oh my God, this is, this is such a thing. Okay. Hold on. Your significant other sees like every side of you, like literally every side of you. Can we talk about that for a second? Like not every single side. I'm going to also talk about how, like things you should probably like keep to yourself a little bit to like keep that mystery there, aka not pooping in front of each other, <laughs> like farting, burping. I mean, I wouldn't try to do it all the time. I have absolutely had some silent farts around my boyfriend a lot. When I go visit him, I fart more than ever when I'm alone, which is super fucking annoying. So when I'm alone, I'll just fart and it's fine. But when I'm visiting him, I don't want to fart. And when I go there, I like eat differently too. So I am fart city. But luckily they're silent. And if they're not, <laughs> sorry, Joe. Um, I totally lost my train of thought of that. But I'm just going to keep going on the tangent of like kind of keeping the mystery alive. Not pooping in front of each other. Also, like for the guys, this is such a this is such a thing like some guys do and some guys don't. Honestly, buddy, pee standing up in front of her. Just take my word on it. I don't need to elaborate, but some guys sit and some guys stand and some guys have a mix of both. But if you are physically able to stand peeing, standing up, if you're able to do that and you pee in front of your, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, whoever, I recommend st doing it standing up. Okay. It's just, it's just hotter. It's just like, it's just a thing. Okay. Anyway. Also, I think surprises are really fun. And as long as they're not stressing you out and like kind of making you shit your pants. I mean, I have nervous poops, but like 
as long as the surprise is exciting and like something you're really looking forward to then I think it's so so good to like if you've been in a long long relationship to like keep it fun by by like surprising them and it could be in the smallest way like you got your hair done you didn't tell them or you got like a bikini wax or you got like a Brazilian wax for the first time and didn't tell them uh if my boyfriend's listening that's not what I did don't that's not a surprise you're getting anytime soon I've never had a wax um if anybody wants to give me the recommendations please feel free I'd be scared shitless to get a wax one day I probably will and maybe I'll surprise my boyfriend when I do but that could be a fun way to surprise them it could be so small it could be so inexpensive or it could be like big and extravagant it's like I brought your friends to this big event and I surprised you with this big event or like I surprised you for dinner like we're going on a trip or you could do like something more fun and like practical like you know you maybe like if they're decorating the room you like my boyfriend's gonna think all these things are things I'm surprising him with because I'm just like thinking of things he's doing with his life right now and thinking of surprises on the spot but, like fuck off stop thinking that like so if he's decorating his room surprise him with some decor that he would like um or you know maybe get him flowers or like get him a fun snack um and I think there's just ways that you can just keep it fun something that I also feel like is just not great is when you get into a sex routine there's a certain element of like comfort you do want with your boyfriend but if you're in any type of routine if every time you go over you talk about your day have a snack and then like watch a movie fucking mix it up go skating go on a walk get baked and make a fucking pie like just keep it fun like as humans we do need a certain element of routine for our own security but like with your sex life too it's like if you're so in the same routine of doing the same positions and like I go down on you, you go down on me, and it's, like, then you come and then I come, or, like, whatever, it can really make you not look forward to sex as much because you're just so used to it, and you're so, you know exactly what to expect, so it's good to mix it up. Add some fun accessories to your sex life, like, exact, like, change your outfit, change where you're doing it. There's ways to, like, keep things enjoyable. Something else that's so important to mention is when you've been dating someone for a long time, like I said, you see pretty much every side of them and a side that's so fun to show each other is your goofy and your weird and your crazy side. Something that just lightens the mood so much even after you've had a fight is like to just, it sounds crazy, but like bear with me is to like dance it out. Or if you're like making dinner in the kitchen and then one of you starts like shaking your butt a little bit, like It sounds kind of funny when I sit here and say it, but genuinely, it is something that has brought so much joy and so much play and fun and silliness to my relationship. And when, like, one of you might be in a slump, too, or just, like, feeling like shit or something like that, like, we need to physically get that stress out of our bodies, like I was talking about even in terms of sex. But, like, you can do that in a fun, crazy, silly way. You can, like, do there's so many stupid tiktok trends about like not stupid tiktok trends but like there's so many there's so much stuff circulating around the internet of like different ways to like scare your partner or like do a weird yoga pose or like that kind of stuff and i'm not saying like go scare your partner from behind the door because that could just like make things worse i know i don't like that but bringing in an element of like joy and play and silliness is such a good thing because it reminds each other that like you're just friends having fun at the core of your serious relationship is a friendship 
that's the most important part of a relationship, in my opinion. And when you just be silly and goofy together, you remember that life is not that serious and it doesn't need to be intense all the time or you don't even have to have like serious sex all the time. You can be goofy and playful and it's it's just, it's so lighthearted. And I think it's a really, really special thing because there's not a ton of people you can actually be like that with. And if you can't be like that with your partner, I mean, fuck, that's sad. I think it's just, it adds such a different element to your relationship when you can just be just so weird. And that's something that just brings you so much closer too. So I suggest the next time you're in a bad mood or your partner's in a bad mood or you just had a fight or you're just like cooking something, just like get a little silly. You don't need to have music on. I have literally been on FaceTime with my boyfriend and during like the Ontario lockdown too in January, it was so hard to keep my spirits high. And I one time was on FaceTime and was like, oh my God, like thinking to myself, it's been so fucking hard to even keep my mood at like an okay level, let alone like hold space for someone else's pain. But like, <laughs> that's the world. And so randomly on FaceTime, I was like, get up, we're dancing right now. We're dancing right now. And we'll just like be silly and weird. And like, it just reminds you that everything's gonna be okay we can actually have fun with our lives and we don't need to be so stressed and tight all the time okay circling all the way back to the fights pick your battles it is so fucking important to kind of know where your boundaries lie if it's something that's like hurting something in your core obviously bring it up as like i said arguing is so important but i think the little things oh yes this is where i heard it from when he's helping you do something, I think the best example is doing laundry. He's not going to fold the way you fold. It's just inevitable. He's just not. And I heard this story from something. I, I can't remember when, but years ago. And it was this woman who her husband would help her fold the towels and they'd always fold the towels, but she'd get mad at him every single time because he wouldn't fold them the way she wanted to fold them. And she was really particular about the way the towels were folded. And years and years and years go by and he he completely stopped folding the towels after you know a certain point and years go by and he never folds the towels and one day they have this huge fight and she's like you never fold the fucking towels and he's like you hate how I fold the towels why would I fold the towels if I'm just gonna get shit on every time I do it like like eventually if you're gonna bitch on the way your boyfriend cleans or the way your girlfriend makes the bed or the way she cleans the bathroom or the way they fold your clothes oopsies or the way they fold their clothes they're not gonna help you fold your laundry and for ocd bitches just fix it later or use it as a challenge to accept how they do it because that can you know it's just it's a pick your battle kind of thing you don't need to fight about that and like even this other example one of my friends might be listening and be like oops that was me it made me think of this where her boyfriend have like is he is like known for like oversleeping like late into the afternoon just like lately in this phase of life and they have this whole cute date plan she was so excited and she got all dressed up already makeup outfit everything and she was like I can tell he's asleep he's not answering my texts so she's like I waited until the time we were supposed to meet for the date and I called him I woke him up and I like was so mad at him and I like just like whatever like bitched to him about how I was so frustrated and I shouldn't like be the one ha to have to call him and pick him up or to wake him up and whatever and then like they never ended up going on the date and I'm like girly I love you so much but like if you know your boyfriend's asleep he's not trying to be asleep he's not trying to like bail on your date that you were so excited to go on just call him and wake him up pick your battles like if you were so excited about the date I'm sure he was so excited about the date it's not worth it to like 
get all worked up about that and create a fight for no reason when you could have had like the best day ever and you could have kissed and had amazing sex and like told each other you love each other that day you know so especially sleeping like my boyfriend will do that too where he just like sleeps for so long or he'll like have really long naps and I'm like hey you alive so that's something that's important It's funny because I'm looking at my notes now and I'm like, basically, I wrote things that like are similar to everything that I just said. But like, again, setting boundaries with your boyfriend or your partner and yourself and having time to yourself and being your own person. The way I do this personally is I won't check my phone in the morning right away and I will answer his text when I feel like it. We, especially doing a long distance thing, we really realize like I would answer his calls whenever he called me because we wouldn't see each other for sometimes an extended period of time. But I realized I should not fucking do that because sometimes I wouldn't feel like answering. Sometimes I'd be in a bad mood or I'd be really immersed in what I was doing or I'd be with a friend. And so when I would call, it would take me away from the moment I was in right now. And if I would answer when I was in a shitty mood, it literally would make like our conversations suck. And when you're long distance or in general, when you're together, the conversations you have, you want them to just be genuine and where you get to talk about how you're feeling and experiencing life and whatever. And when you answer and when you don't feel like it, you're just going to be annoyed with them the whole time and you're just going to end up resenting them. It's not worth it. Oh my God, I have this note that says, draw the line between bro and girlfriend because that becomes blurry. It does. I think it's very easy to also inhabit the role of like, I felt this with my ex-boyfriend. I was like, not only his girlfriend, but his best friend and his therapist and his mom. And I like played all these fucking roles and you need to draw lines. My example of like from this note is that my boyfriend sent me a video of him in his car with his friend and they were doing donuts in the snow. And I was like, listen, love you so much. This is where you learn the line between your bro and your girlfriend. Do not fucking send that shit to me. I don't want to see that because that scares me. I also like had a friend who passed away from a car accident. So there's a whole other trauma there. But I'm like, no, I don't find that cool. Don't send that to me. And he was like, fuck, sorry. And, And that just needs to be brought up. And sometimes it's a stereotype that like boys are dumb. This is something my boyfriend and I really thoroughly talked about too. He's like, I hate when you talk down to me like that and you just say I'm dumb or you just like write me off because like, again, it's like once you have that negative mindset or you net, you always say this, boys are dumb, boys are dumb, boys are dumb, then you're not going to expect good things out of your man. Even like a, a friend of mine is always like, I hate sucking dick, I hate sucking dick, I hate sucking dick. And then I felt, I feel like when I'm around that, I'm like, well, that makes me not want to suck dick. But like, if I'm pleasuring my partner and I see him having a great time, like I I want, I want him to love and enjoy this oral sex I'm giving. And I think when you repeatedly say to yourself a certain phrase, you'll believe it. And that's something that's important to just like be aware of. Okay. Two things, two kind of like final things. When you're dating someone for a long time, like I've said, traumas start to come up. And you can maybe even like, like emotions come up and you need to be really honest and upfront with your emotions, about your partner, with your partner, beating around the bush isn't going to do great things. Um, and sharing your true feelings can make you so much closer and make you understand each other better. And you're going to hold space for each other. You're not going to fix it for one another and not to push them. Don't push them to meditate if they're not ready. Don't push them to do therapy if they're not ready. Don't push them to exercise. I think it's great to bring it up to say, hey, babe, I love you so much. And I've just been noticing you seem a bit down and you usually go to the gym and you're not going to the gym anymore. Are you okay? Rather than being like, you should fucking go to the gym, you know, or like for me, I'm like, you should go to therapy. Everybody will do the things 
when they're ready and you can't force them. Um, and just having an open communication and open space for that is great. And like recently, also when you fight, oh my gosh, the conversation is going to continue about it. You don't talk about it once and just like call it a fucking day. Okay. We all need to continuously work on our traumas and work on the things we're trying to change and our habits and all of that. So don't think fights are a one and done. My boyfriend and I had this whole conversation and then a few days ago he brought it up to me again and he literally said in our, in, in, in text form, just let me know if I'm overstepping. And then we called and it was so good to call about it. And I like told him I totally understood where he was coming from. And I was like, you're never overstepping. I always want you to bring up your emotions and your feelings and your opinions. Guys, I'm like this because I did therapy. If you're asking why I can like fucking verbalize things like this. And sometimes I'm not going to verbalize things like this. Sometimes I'm going to come across as a bitch. And your partner hopefully will love you and see deeper than just, you know, the outside shell that you have on. But our emotions can come out in ways that we don't expect. I have cried after sex. I have cried after sex sometimes because I've just been like so happy. And I've cried after sex because I've been like overwhelmed with emotion. Sex is something that's so amazing because when you do anything physical, it's an emotional release. And sex is physical and it will be an emotional release. And if it's makeup sex, even or breakup sex, like there's so much heightened emotion that's involved around that, that it's natural to cry after. And I've, he's just like held me before. And I've been like, sometimes it's been like, oh my God, like I'm feeling so good. That was just like so relieving for me. I had so much stress before that. Or sometimes it was like, I'm crying afterwards and I'm like, hey, they, like we just talked about really deep stuff last night. We talked about a lot of trauma last night and it's just a lot. And I love you so much and I care about you so much. And it just like, it it, it has to physically come out of you. So if, if crying really scares you and crying in front of your partner scares you too, I really encourage you to listen to my crying episode I released a couple months ago because it just is all about how it's a positive thing. When you cry, it is your nervous system resetting itself. And so you should never kind of, push that away. And I have had like, my boyfriend and I have both had sob sessions with each other. And I'm so glad there isn't a gender difference in that. I think I've absolutely cried around him more than he's cried around me, but it's not incredibly disproportionate. I'm so grateful he's a man who is in touch with his emotions. And I, if you're a man listening, I really hope that you can allow yourself to be open about that with your girlfriend or partner. And I also think it's important to become open with your friends sometimes about that if it feels safe. And and sometimes you can be like, dudes, no, I'm being serious for a second. Because you can't put it all on your partner in both senses. It's important to talk to your friends about your issues as well. And, and again, too, with serious relationships, I think it's important not to, it's important to vent to your friends about how you're feeling, but it's also important not to go to your friends and just shit talk your man all the time because that's unhealthy. And and then you're not actually addressing your problems. If you always have negative things to say about your partner, you are not addressing those negative things with them. I did not know I had so much wisdom on this, but I'm glad I do. I mean, this is the most successful relationship I've ever been in. And so it kind of makes sense. I've like fucking learned so much from the shitty and the good. But yeah, if you cry after sex, just be honest. Let them hold you. Like, and, and if you just say like, I don't know, I don't know. I'm just like, it just came. It's just coming out, like <laughs> coming out <laughs> in many ways, probably <laughs> post-sex. <laughs> but you can just be honest and just say like, I want you to hold space with me right now. And circling back to the fight or, um, or the complaining, I said to my boyfriend and, and was like, I don't want to go to the positives right away. He, I, I was like, I just want you to hold the space with me and just like sit in the suck with me. And they will. And I really hope they will. And to a certain point too, only you can deal with your problems and only your partner can deal with their problems. It's not your job. And again, about the trauma stuff, 
I think oftentimes, especially if you've never like gone to therapy or talked about it openly, it's very easy when you're when you're a partner of someone to tell that there's something someone isn't telling you, that there's something traumatic they went through that they haven't shared with you yet. And I think it's so important not to push them to tell you. Have an inner trust and an inner knowing that if your partner has been through something traumatic and they haven't shared it with you, it's because it's a wound that they are not ready to like rip open and talk about yet. And that's okay. And that doesn't mean you can't ask about it. I've asked, I've been in this situation, I've asked once or twice and and that was it. And, and I respect and I always like just say like, you don't need to talk about it. It's okay. I love you. I'm here for you. I'm always here if you want to share it. But like you never need to share something you're not ready to share. And yeah, and I I feel like I hope these tips just like help you really just show that you love your partner so much. I mean, remember that whenever you're fighting, you love them and you're hurt by them or they're hurt by you and that means they care and when you feel pain it means there's love there when you feel grief it means there's love there and being in a long-term relationship is like the craziest experience and if you aren't in one right now trust me it is so crazy when you enter it because I can talk about all this stuff but it is 10 times harder to put all of this stuff into practice when you get the opportunity it's amazing and have grace not only with your partner when they're struggling and they're talking about issues or they're fighting and they're bringing up fights with you but have grace with yourself and learn how you want to communicate and know that it's important to be vulnerable you can't connect and get to know each other on a deeper level deeper level unless you are vulnerable and my favorite one of my favorite feelings is when my boyfriend and I will sit together and be like oh my god we didn't even know each other three months ago how we know each other now and that comes with vulnerability with crying with being honest so thank you so much for listening I hope you learned something from this I hope you have an amazing valentine's day no matter what relationship status you have. I have like a grade seven story where I just sobbed because I was supposed to have a Galentine's Day with one of my friends and we were gonna get each other gifts and then she never answered me and stood me up and she was seeing someone who was my first ever boyfriend and she was with him and I was so sad and my parents ended up going to the store and getting me a big fat teddy bear because they saw how sad I was and I mean it can go lower than that and if it does that's okay it's a day it's just a fucking day just like how New Year's is love yourself that's what's most important follow us on Instagram at human to human pod. I hope you enjoy the show. And if you do, please rate and review it and subscribe all the things that the internet knows it's good. And I will see you guys hopefully next week. Thank you for joining me on part three out of the five of the dating series. Goodbye.